Hey, everybody, it's Christian Pedersen joined by Dan Dickow for another episode of the Gonzaga Nation podcast. Thank you very much to tuning in to a mailbag episode where we fire off some questions submitted by you, the fans, to Dan to answer. Dan, let's jump straight into it. We got a huge addition to the Gonzaga roster this week, and everybody wants to know, is Marcus going to be able to play right away? You know, I think he's got a chance. Uh, you know, I think the the ability for freshmen to play um is unique last year if you looked at the top 25 teams in the country uh there were only a handful of freshmen that played a major role uh on their team you go back two years uh there were very few gonzaga had one of them in chad holmgren um as college basketball has gotten older it's become harder for freshmen to be truly impact players now that doesn't necessarily mean they've lost their value in the NBA draft. We saw it a couple of weeks ago when so many young guys were drafted, whether they're through one and done or G League at night or overtime elite, all these different uh, avenues to go. But when you talk about Marcus Adams, I think he's got a chance to, to play some minutes. And the reason why is uh, he can shoot the basketball. Um, Coach Few always values guys that can score. He's six, eight. Uh, he's about 200 pounds. I'd say he's a good, not overly explosive and great athlete, but he's a good athlete. And he, he when I watch clips and I watch some some film on him, uh, he's got a good release. The ball spins nicely. He's got uh, fairly good footwork for a player of that age. Uh, and, you know, those are things that, you know, can help prepare you for the college game. Um, and especially at Gonzaga, because like I said, Coach Few likes guys that can score it. Um, so that's going to give him a chance to to earn some minutes early on, but um, that can give you a chance. But then you got to do all the other things. You got to defend. You got to rebound. You got to understand scouting reports uh, to go ahead and stay in that rotation early as a young player. So I guess the answer is he can, but it's going to be up to him to rise to the occasion, which makes sense. Um, yeah, and it's going to be difficult, quite frankly. I mean, he's going to have some some guys that are ahead of him in the rotation. You know, Steel Venters transfer from Eastern Washington. Uh, Dusty Stromer, uh, probably more of a two as opposed to Marcus Adams, who I, I view as a three, uh, have some of those minutes. You got the South Korean, uh, you know, player June who came over midseason. Uh, he looks to be uh, a player who's who's going to have an opportunity as well. So the thing is, is Gonzaga's got a lot of talent. Now, the fan base always likes to look at it and say, oh, we got six, seven, eight NBA worthy guys. Well, hold on a second there's talent, but then there is a discerning difference between talent and at the college level that can win you games and NBA talent. So I, I think this roster has a lot of talent, but I'm not ready to go so far as to say they've got crazy NBA talent. But Hey, that's why, uh, that's why he's a freshman. That's why kids get chances yes. to grow and to age and to develop into NBA talent. Reminder, you can submit these questions for Dan to answer at fan nation zags on all your social media. Next one, Dan comes to us on Twitter. Someone wanted to know what's the latest on Caden Perry. Well, I, I haven't been down to practice uh, here in the summertime, but you know, you see some clips online, uh, social media, and he's being involved in practice, which is a great sign um, because, you know, he came in as a, a unbelievable athlete needing to learn the game. I and mean, he was showing some tremendous signs his freshman year. Then he has a, a, a back surgery that he re-aggravated that initially happened when he was in high school. Um, and since that re-aggravation of the injury his freshman year, 
you know, he hasn't played. He missed all of last season. And the goal would be to get to the point where, you know, he could do skill work. He could do five on O work. He could then hopefully get through some practices. Um, and it seems as if everything is positively on track. Now, I don't know exactly if he's in five on O work or if he's just in skill development. I don't know if he's in physical contact where it's one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three kind of control stuff, or if he's back into five-on-five practices yet, that's yet to be determined. That hasn't been, uh, you know, announced by anybody at the school, but you at least see him in drill work and uh, in, in improving his skills. And I think that's a positive because I think that's something that uh, the skill set that he brings is something that Gonzaga was lacking at times last year. And that was that big athletic fly around bruiser um, that can kind of impact the game athletically. Um, it would have been a big help last year. They didn't have it. If he can be healthy and provide that this next upcoming season, I think that's nothing but a bonus. Last question we got for you here, Dan. Someone wanted to know if you if they can only make it to one of the non-conference premier marquee games this season, which one do you recommend? Man, there's a couple good ones already. You know, uh, you've got UConn in Seattle, Climate Pledge. You've got Kentucky all the way back in Kentucky. Um, you've got, if you're a traditionalist and Northwest rivalry guy, Gonzaga plays at UW. Uh, Gonzaga's added USC to the to the schedule. Um, I believe that game's in Las Vegas as well. So kind of depends on where you want to go. Um, me, I, I think that UConn rematch in Seattle is going to be great. I haven't been to Climate Pledge. I've heard unbelievable things about that uh, new arena, what they've done in Seattle, basically getting themselves ready to have an NBA franchise again. Um, but I would say if I had my pick to go to one game this upcoming season, I think UConn is the one. Um, I think the USC game has an interest based on Bronny James, Isaiah Collier. It's in Las Vegas. And there we I go. There we Roswell go. in Vegas. There we go. That's the winner right there. The, the, for you, that's the winner, huh? The I one mean, in the one in Kentucky. I mean, if you haven't been to a game at Rupp Arena, it's well worth it. Um, but there's something about you know, Battle and Seattle games have always drawn well. And now I don't remember off the top of my head if they're calling it the battle in Seattle again. Um, but you know, Danny Hurley, what he's done at UConn has been tremendous. And for them to come all the way out to the West coast in year one of, of a series to replay what happened last year in the elite eight, uh, in Vegas, I think it's tremendous. So I think that's going to be a heck of a game. I mean, you certainly bring up the more, uh, purest academic basketball, <laughs> enjoyable type matchup, but I don't see why you wouldn't want it. To me, Vegas is slowly becoming the destination for any premier game you ever want to go check out because it's got all of this the sideshow attraction accoutrement to go with it. And yeah, I'm down for you can go cover the battle in Seattle. I will stay dry and warm and I'll cover the Vegas showdown. Uh, hey, that's fine. And you're right. Vegas is becoming literally the home of basketball. Uh, yeah, I all, all, all sports. NBA. Yeah, I mean, you could take it so far as say all sports. Yeah, I mean, they've got hockey now. They've got the NFL now. They're talking about baseball. I think when the NBA expands within the next few years, I think it's going to be Seattle and Las Vegas that gets teams. Here's an interesting one about Vegas that somebody threw out there. What if, say, 10 years from now, the entire NCAA tournament is hosted in Las Vegas? Yes. Because they have all of they have all of the different arenas. I'm sure they're building more and they've got enough hotels 
And then you have the final four at the, the dome. I think it's called Allegiant Stadium. Somebody threw that idea out there and it just made me think like that would be unbelievable. And like, you could literally host the entire stage all rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, because currently right now it's what? Uh, WCC, Mountain West. Aren't Pac-12. there three? Pac-12 Pac-12. and the WAC and the Big West are all in the span of like two and a half weeks, right? Like they're all not even span of about 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deal. Well, you enjoy uh, the the battle in Seattle and I will be with the rest of the folks uh, at the Cabo game, but no, seriously, it's amazing that Gonzaga has so many premier marquee matchups this season. And you're absolutely right that getting UConn this early in a, in a series, I mean, perfect timing. I mean, that is going to be a yeah. great game. We have a little while till we get there, and Gonzaga Nation is your home for all the coverage leading up to all of those matchups. Dan, thank you very much for helping us crack open the mailbag and answer answer some more questions. Reminder, you can get at us, Fan Nation Zags, on all the social media. You can reach Dan at Dan Dickow 21 and remember to subscribe to Gonzaga Nation wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you guys soon.